The following program is brought to you by the friends and partners of Creation Today and by viewers like you. Thank you. Is the earth billions of years old? Marianne, this would conflict with clear scriptural teaching of a six-day creation. Mm -hmm. Yes, and Eric, many young people have lost their faith due to old earth claims. This is true. Even well-respected Christians believe the earth is old, like my friend Dr. Hugh Ross. He's accepted the claim, saying there's no problem merging an old earth with the scriptures. Can Dr. Ross be right? Have the rock layers and radiometric dating proven that the earth is old? Today, we're going to ask that question to Dr. Ross. Uh, but not Dr. Hugh Ross, the astronomer. We're going to Dr. Marcus Ross, the paleontologist. So stick around. There's a war going on in our world against Christianity. Are you ready to defend your faith in Christ? The Creation Today Show provides you with the ammunition you need. We prepare you to defend your faith. Arm your children and raise up a family that glorifies the Creator, Jesus Christ. This season we're teaching you Battleship Apologetics. Science, history, individual experience, philosophy. Battleship Apologetics. Today's guest is Dr. Marcus Ross, Associate Professor of Geology at Liberty University. And Eric and Ben break out the ball and chain. All that and much more on the age of the Earth. Spoiler alert, this information will reinforce your faith. That's our aim. You know, the claim that the Earth is billions of years old has been one of the most challenging topics for Christian young people attending a secular university. Starting in the freshman class, professors will try to push two ideas that go directly against the Bible into the minds of the students. Yeah. One, the Earth is billions of years old, and two, God didn't create us, evolution did. These two challenges wreak havoc on the faith of young people. Because of this, several theories have popped up as an attempt to reconcile modern scientific thinking that the Earth is old and the truth of what the Bible teaches. All right, take a look at this chart. On the top, we have young Earth creation, as the Bible teaches. On the bottom, we have atheistic evolution, in between, we see four ideas that try to combine God's description of the creation of the world and the old earth teaching of modern science. Theistic evolution was created to merge evolution and the Bible. Many young Christians are taught that the evolution is true, so God must have used evolution. He just controlled processes, keeping it heading in the right direction. Progressive, day-age, gap theory, they all reject Darwinian evolution, but accept billions of years of time. These can be called Old Earth creationism. First, considering theistic evolution, many young people in church are taught that God guided evolution. But after a few years in college, learning from secular instructors that evolution doesn't need God to do what it did, those Christians are faced with a decision. Their professors say that in order to be intellectually honest, yeah. They need to accept the truth of evolution as a, as a cause for life and just drop the crutch that they call a creator God. You know, what's frustrating to me is even if God was managing the evolutionary process, this couldn't be the God of the Bible. The character of God and Jesus are polar opposites to the type of character who would inflict 
eons of death and mutation upon his handiwork before he actually started working on his main purpose, forming eternal relationships with human creations. Right. The scriptures clearly state that when death began to impact creation, in Romans 5.12 it says, As by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. By sinning, the first Adam brought death. The truth is, evolution doesn't work, even as a mechanism. And many scientists have realized this. So many Christian apologists today have dropped the idea that God used evolution, yet they still hold on to the claim that the earth is billions of years old. This belief, like I said, is old earth creationism. The old earth view embraces much of what modern science has to say about our origins. It supports the Big Bang Theory, the 4.6 billion year age of the earth, and virtually all of what secular paleontology claims. And since they believe the rock layers of the earth represent eons of time, while the layers could not have been created by the global flood, the death recorded in the rock layers are not flood victims, but the victims of time, billions and billions of years of death. If this is so, creation didn't take place in six literal days, these days then must represent long periods of time where God created a new group of species every few eons or so. It's assumed that 30 to 70,000 years ago God created special humans, possibly a literal Adam and Eve. He breathed his spirit into these new humans, but did not but he didn't do it to other hominids that were around thousands of years prior like the Neanderthals. See how they're forced to invent stories and meaning to make the Bible fit modern secular science? You know, it's the same with the flood, the record of the flood. They are forced to say it wasn't global. What do they do with the verses that declare the flood covered all the high hills and more by 15 cubits? Well, they just rationalize that, you know, hey, a local flood would seem global to the local population. They are forced to pick and choose which scriptures have biblical authority and which don't. Well, we don't want to do that. We want to respect the biblical text and interpret its meaning as accurately as we can using good hermeneutics. If you remember, we discussed the hermeneutics of Genesis in episode 3 with Chris Roseborough. We concluded Genesis has to be read as literal history. So, what does the text actually say? It says Adam and Eve were made at the beginning of creation. Mm -hmm. Death came into the world as a result of sin. Adam was the first man, and Adam was the first man that sinned. So you can't have any death until after Adam sinned. And don't forget the genealogies. Oh, yes. I've got my longevity go. chart here. When you add up the literal ages, it puts Adam and Eve about 6,000 years ago. Hermeneutically, the old earth view doesn't fit. No. So what about scientifically? Does the evidence prove the earth is old like we are told from secular science community? We have rock layers to look at, radiometric dating to examine, erosional forces to consider. But Marianne, we don't want to look at all this by ourselves. Joining us after the break, we're going to be joined by Dr. Marcus Ross, geology professor from Liberty University. And he'll help us examine the scientific evidence for and against the old earth claim. Stay tuned. 
Beginnings is a creation experience for small groups, churches, and individuals from all walks of life. Creation speaker Eric Hoven explores the age-old questions of life, the evidence for a young earth, and how dinosaurs fit in with the Bible. The included guide provides an introduction to each lesson, creative challenges, great discussion questions, and practical ways to apply each lesson to everyday life. To order this DVD, go to www.creationstore.org. There's been an incredible con that's occurred in the culture. Evolution in millions of years is the greatest myth ever forced on the minds of men. Big Bang, evolution, millions of years, people just believe it blindly. How can you not believe that somebody designed all of this? We know he exists because of creation. just faith, we have science. It's really on our side. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. Welcome back to the Creation Today show. We're talking about the age of the earth, a critically important topic. So to really address this correctly, we're going to the experts. Our guest interview today is Dr. Marcus Ross from Liberty University. Dr. Ross, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for very much for having me on, Eric. It's great to now, be here. Now, let me get right to it. How old is the Earth? It is as old as it is. <laughs> but, you know, in a sense, it's a weird question, but uh, the, the day in which we find ourselves now, people are saying that you know, the Earth is four and a half billion years old or the Earth is a few thousands of years old, and I, I stand solidly on uh, the claim that the Earth is only a few thousands of years old. Well, you're a doctorate. You've got a doctorate in geology, You've studied this, and you're still coming down that the Earth is only a few thousand years old, like a biblical creation perspective teaches. Yeah, exactly. Uh, despite all the alphabet soup that happens to be behind my name, uh, I believe that the uh, Bible is absolutely correct, on, uh, and that we are correct in interpreting the Scripture as we have it uh, to tell us that the age of the Earth from creation to now is only measured in several thousands of years. Uh, for uh, 6,000 years, seven, 8,000 years, somewhere in that range uh, is going to be the age of the Earth. Now, we get a lot of people saying, hold it, hold it, hold it. No, the, the scientists have proved the Earth is billions of years old. So, obviously, you've had to study this. you got a degree in it. So, tell me, what are, they, what are they using? What's the best evidence that it could be actually old? Yeah, and, and to be fair to my evolutionary and old-age colleagues, they have some, uh, some arguments that are quite compelling on this area. Um, there's two main areas where we would say that uh, the conventional geologists would make an argument for the age of the Earth being many billions of years old. One is going to come from radioactive decay and the, um, the disintegration of things like uranium into lead. Uh, and when we find those materials in mineral crystals, we use the ratios of those two and make some assumptions about how fast one turns to the other. And that effectively becomes like a little clock inside the mineral. So one way of trying to date a rock, if you will, is to use the radioactive elements that decay and use that clock system. Another way is to look at uh, the layering of the sedimentary rocks uh, in particular 
And uh, some geologists will make arguments that there's so many events in those layers uh, that we should be able to make an argument that the Earth is well past the biblical age on the basis of things like um, layers within lakes that look like they go back thousands of years, or you'll hear lots of people talk about uh, ice cores in places like Greenland or Antarctica, where different layers and, and clear and cloudy uh, zones of the glacier are supposed to be annual couplings of, of summer, winter, summer, winter. And if you follow those back, you go back a couple hundred thousand years. So uh, you can either use the radioactive dating methods to try and come up with a numerical age for rocks, or you can use the uh, layering in lakes, in glaciers, or several other types of, of geological settings to try and make an argument that the Earth is, is ancient. Those are two of the more powerful uh, sets of arguments that are laid out by old Earth geologists. Okay, so is there a good counter to this? Is it, well, they're just not looking from the right perspective? And so I want to ask, is there a good counter? And then as far as the ages of all those different layers to the Earth, didn't they come up with old Earth ages way before the idea of carbon dating? Uh, to answer that last question first, yes. The, the idea of an ancient Earth started off because of all of those events in geology and also because of the discovery of extinction, right? Today, you and I take for granted that dinosaurs uh, died out, uh, and, and everybody knows that dinosaurs aren't, uh, you know, around in Florida, for example, walking yeah. around. you got big crocodiles, you got big alligators. That's true. But no T-Rex, right? But in the late 17 and early 1800s, when the first big reptiles of the Mesozoic, uh, so-called era, but of the Mesozoic are found, things like mosasaurs, plesiosaurs, ichthyosaurs, when those were being discovered, scientists realized for the very first time that these are animals that are not alive today, and it caused a bit of a crisis. And part of the response to this was to envision that there were ancient ages in the past beyond the biblical timescale in which these organisms used to live. Mm. And that's when we start seeing the theological approaches of things like day, age, and gap theory invented to account for the idea that maybe there's this deep history to the world. So the idea of an ancient Earth comes long before things like carbon dating, uranium lead, or the other methods that are there. Um, and my old age colleagues would say, well, but the, the radioactive dating method just gave us more precision. We already knew it was old. These gave us actual number dates, whereas before we had to kind of, you know, just fudge around with the ideas and think, oh, maybe it's this old. But now the, the radioactive dating say, well, it's this old in particular. Okay, let me, I'm going to save that other question then, because I want to get to this for our listeners is there yep. evidence that the Earth is young then? I mean, okay, you know what they say about that, and yet you're saying it's only 6,000. What do you got? Well, uh, my colleague Stephen Austin, who's also a geologist, a trained PhD, he's compiled a, a wide number of different uh, evidences of clocks that don't match up with the ancient age uh, clocks. So, for example, the amount of salt that is in the ocean is, uh, is one that is often talked about at rates that we see going on today, the ocean would be far saltier than it is right now, even if it started out as fresh water. It, it's not, there's not enough salt in there to account for even 300 million years or something like wow. that. Uh, never, never mind something like four and a half billion years uh, for the age of the planet. Uh, for me as a paleontologist, since I studied uh, fossils, some of the things that, um, that indicate to me that events happen very, very quickly in the fossil record and not over long periods of time. Uh, let me take two two quick ones. One is uh, foot tracks and footprints, right? Dinosaurs and other animals were running around, and occasionally they made steps on wet mud. And when they did, 
Uh, most of the time, when we make steps on wet mud, you go back the next day or two days later, it's all gone. Yeah. Right? There's nothing left. But there's a large number of foot tracks in the fossil record telling us that when those foot tracks are made, very quickly another layer of sediment has to cover over them in order to preserve them and make the track. Now that, uh, a geologist could say, well, it just means there were quick events that were happening. But here's the neat thing. The first dinosaur fossils are generally found above the tracks. Wow. Now, now, when you think about this, what's easier to fossilize, a bone or a footprint? The bone. The bone, the hard stuff, the teeth, the scales, the shells, all that sort of thing. But when it comes to dinosaurs, when it comes to several other reptile groups, when it comes to amphibians, uh, in fact, what are supposed to be the very first amphibians, we know all of those groups are around first from foot tracks, not from body fossils. And this tells us that the first appearance of these animals is when they're running around away from something, sediments bury those tracks, and then we find the track makers above. Now, for a creationist, this makes perfect sense. These animals are trying to flee and escape the flood, and there's not much time between when they're running, tracks get covered, and when they get buried. But if you're an older creationist or you're an older evolutionist, then there's got to be hundreds of thousands or millions of years between when the tracks are made and when the first instance of the track makers might be around. And that just doesn't make sense. Now that is fascinating, Dr. Ross. I, I'm going to have you save that second one for a sure. post. We got to talk a little bit more. If you want to hear more from Dr. Ross, we're going to do a post-show interview. You can join us at the Creation Today website, creationtoday.org, to learn more. I'm thrilled with what you guys at Liberty University are doing. And if you want to hear more about that, you can uh, pay attention to the post-show interview as well. So we'll see you there at creationtoday.org. Evolutionists employ dating methods which consistently date objects as millions and even billions of years old. Creationists, on the other hand, quite rightly spend a lot of time showing the inconsistencies and improvable presuppositions that undergird such evolutionary dating methods. Why exactly is it that creationists teach that the Bible allows for only 6,000 years or so of history? In this Creation Today commentary, Paul Taylor gives a full explanation of the biblical calculation of the age of the earth. To order this downloadable book, visit us at the Creation Store, www.creationstore.org. Planning your next vacation? Why not make it a creation vacation with the help of our new website, visitcreation.org. Here you'll find many activities from museums and science centers to caves and canyons, all teaching the truth about our great creator. Why wait? Go to visitcreation.org today to begin planning your creation vacation. It's time for Science and Scripture with Eric and Ben, here on Creation Today. Today we're talking about inertia. What hurts you? Inertia. Well, what if I slap you in the face? Will Ooh, that hurt you? That would hurt me. But that's an, we need to talk about inertia. Inertia is the idea of a, an object either staying in motion if it's in motion or staying still if it's still unless it's acted on by an outside force. This bowl is not going to move by itself unless somebody acts on it. Correct. You just put and then it in it'll motion. keep going unless someone stops it or gravity or something. Correct. Like that. In this okay. case, friction. So what I've got to do to represent, uh, to help us understand inertia is 
I had to bring out the old ball and chain. <laughs> this looks like the chain that you use on like your fan or something. It is. Like that. Yeah. You can never tell what speed the fan's on, but this is exactly what it is. It's a hundred feet long, and it represents a polymer molecule, a whole bunch of molecules hooked together. So we're gonna get some inertia going on these yeah. things. So I'm gonna put one end of the beads right over here. If I act on this with an outside force and I lift it and up, and that outside force is me, Actually, and then it's gravity. gravity. Yeah, yeah, down. yeah. Okay. I gotta pull it up, and then gravity is gonna pull the beads down. And they will wow. literally pull themselves Look how fast. They go, and it's like jumping inside the bowl. You can see it jumping. Yeah, out. it's not even hitting the edge of the bowl, is some, it? On, at some points, yeah. Wow, it just and it goes inertia. Yeah, and once it starts going, unless we stop it. <laughs> there you outside go. Force, right outside force. Outside force. You just did it. That's exactly right. You know, as I was watching that chain go so quickly, I feel like our culture is doing the same thing. That we're descending. A Christian oh, wow. culture is descending into evil so quickly. Unless we act with an outside force, it's going to be impossible to stop this downward trend. Wow. But I was encouraged by 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, where the Bible says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory. This is the thing that stops it, that overcometh the world, even our faith. Wow. Trusting God, believing what He says, is that outside force that's going to stop the downward trend in our culture. That is amazing. Hey, try this experiment for yourself at home and think about this spiritual principle for our country. I'm going to see if I can get it back going the other way. Oh. Can Christians believe the Bible from the very first word? This new study, The Six Days of Genesis, by creation speaker Paul Taylor, will help Christians understand exactly what happened during the creation week and why it is foundationally important to believe it. You will enjoy every minute of Paul's unique presentation style, combining scientific facts, solid biblical teaching, and a little British humor. For more information, visit us at www.creationtoday.org. Today's Creation Network highlight is Mount St. Helens Creation Center of Silver Lake, Washington. Through museum exhibitions, presentations, and field trips into the blast zone of Mount St. Helens, your guide, Paul Taylor, explains how the recent eruptions offer strong evidences in support of the biblical record of Earth history, specifically the global flood catastrophe of Noah's day. Visit them online at nshcreationcenter.org. Check out creationnetwork.org to discover more of the Creation Museums and Outdoor Creation Field Trips available to you. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. Welcome back. We wanted to wrap up the show with seven different evidences that the Earth is not billions of years old. I'll start off with number one, there is very little salt in the sea. About 458 million tons of sodium mixes into the ocean each year. But only 122 million tons, about 27%, is removed by other natural processes. So if seawater originally contained no salt, no sodium, and the sodium accumulated at today's rate, then today's ocean saltiness, saltiness would be reached in just 42 million years. That's not even close to the three billion years evolutionists propose. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay, number two, very little sediment on the sea floor. Every year, water and wind erode two billion tons of rock debris from the continents and deposit them into the ocean. If sediments have been accumulating on the seafloor for three billion years old, the seafloor should be miles deep of sediment. <laughs> 
the average thickness of all these sediments globally over the whole seafloor is not even a quarter of a mile deep. If it accumulated by slow and gradual means, that brings the Earth's age down to at least 12 million years old. But the receding floodwaters of the global flood could easily account for this, flushing the majority of these sediments off the continents rapidly. That's a great one. So okay. we went from 42 million down to 12 million. Yes. Try this one. Okay. Number three, short-lived comets. According to all we observe, comets are not being formed today. Here's the problem. Every time a comet passes by the sun, the sun's heat evaporates much of the comet's ice and allows the dust and debris to be blown off the comet. This is what forms the comet's tail. So if comets are always losing matter every time they pass by the sun, how long can they last? You ready for this? Okay. Not more than a few million years. Okay, we're chopping it down. Okay, number four, carbon-14 in fossils, coal, and diamonds. We've all heard that carbon-14 proves that the Earth is old, right? But actually, carbon-14 is amazing evidence that the Earth is not old, at least not as old as they say. Carbon-14 decays very quickly. Every 5,730 years, half of it will be gone. With this science, we know that after only a few hundred thousand years, there should be no carbon-14 left. Yet carbon-14 has been detected in fossils, Fossils that are supposed to be hundreds of millions of years old. This is impossible. They can't even be more than a few hundred thousand years old. Man, we are chopping this thing down. Sure. Check out number five, soft tissue in fossils. Remember just a few episodes ago, we talked with Mark Armitage. He discovered soft tissue in an unfossilized triceratops horn. In 1999, Mary Schweitzer even discovered blood vessels in a triceratops triceratops Tyrannosaurus rex, I know how to say what his name is, Tyrannosaurus rex thigh bone. This is great science proving the dinosaurs didn't live millions of years ago, only thousands of years ago, just like the Bible teaches. Yes. And number six, rapidly decaying magnetic field. The Earth is surrounded by a magnetic field that protects living things from solar radiation. Without it, life cannot exist. That's why scientists were surprised to discover that the field was quickly wearing down. At the current rates, the field, and therefore the Earth, could not be older than 20,000 years old. Wow, so we started at 4.6 billion, yes. went to 42 million, 12 million, a few hundred thousand, we're at 20,000 now. Number seven, you ready for this one? Ready. The Bible. Yes. <laughs> I love this, this is my favorite one. <laughs> While these scientific facts that we're talking about show the Earth can't be billions of years old, as the modern science suggests, they aren't the ultimate authority. We have a record of history from the beginning. The Bible clearly teaches that the Earth is around 6,000 years old. Mm -hmm. Well, listen to the words of Jesus in Mark 10, 6. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Man, you know, Jesus really is the final authority. Anybody that can predict his death and predict that he's gonna rise from the dead, whatever he says, I'm gonna believe him. So I just have yeah. to trust that when Jesus says he made Adam at the beginning and then gives us the dates in scripture that add up to me about 6,000 years old, I'm trusting what Jesus said. Hey, if you still have questions about the age of the earth, I gotta be honest, I don't blame you. Culture is saturated with this old earth idea. 
It's in the books we read, it's on TV, in museums, at the national parks, and in the magazines. You can't get away from it, but you also don't have to believe it. If you want to do some further research on the age of the Earth, you can use our search engine specifically designed for you to give you trusted answers to your questions. Just visit searchcreation.org and learn away. Well, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to comments at creationtoday.org. Or questions to questions at creationtoday.org. Have a great week. Get the ammunition you need to defend your faith by visiting our website for up-to-date content, attending one of our live events, and shopping online at creationstore.org. We are Creation Today.